Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Thank you, Elder Regan. You may be seated in Jesus' name for a few moments. Amen. I do thankful to have my wife with me. And uh, that way you all know I actually am married and, uh, and happily. Amen. And uh, I'm going to ask her just to stand and say a few, just greet the congregation if you would. My better three quarters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And of course, after the Lord brought her into all the truth, he then grounded it all out with me. Amen. And we're so thankful for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. 25 years. He was going to say wedded blisters, but, but he was nice. And uh, it's not been 25. Just five of those and the other 20. No, I'm just teasing. Amen. Praise God. All you that have been married and you love one another, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Praise God. There ain't nothing like finding the right one, and there ain't nothing like finding the wrong one. Praise God. I got the right one. Praise God. The way she's worshiping right now is how she was worshiping 25 years ago. Amen. It caught my eye then. It still catches my eye now, baby. Praise God. Lord bless you. Love you. All right. Let's see what the Holy Ghost will do today. So good to see so many guests here in the house of the Lord. And uh, we're just uh, we're just celebrating Jesus, Amen. We're warming up. There was a song written many years ago. I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky, and uh, and that's what we're doing, Amen. We're we're warming up in church, then we go live it outside the church, Amen. That's how it's supposed to work. I said that's how it's supposed to work. I I come in here, fellowship with God's people, get tanked up, and I go out there and I give it away. Amen. Thank God for his Holy Ghost. Mark chapter 16. Would you turn with me and stand in honor to the word of the Lord today? Everybody that would, Mark chapter 16. Amen. So thankful for this church and Pastor Sister Riggin and all of those that uh, have just made us feel comfortable over the last eight weeks. And, uh, and y'all are going to be delivered. Pray for my wife. She stuck with me until Jesus comes or one of us croaks. So Y'all, y'all going to get out of here. She's going to get rid of me here pretty soon. Amen. But I'm thankful for, 
for this church, and we we just love uh, the saints of God and what God is doing. Amen. Mark chapter 16, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And um, verse 14, Afterward he appeared unto the eleven, speaking of Jesus, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized. Everyone say, and is baptized. Don't let anyone tell you I believe, but I don't believe I got to be baptized. That's false doctrine. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Jesus, help us over the next few moments. We love you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful spirit. Oh, Lord God, that has been among us already, we ask you, Lord, that every heart, every spirit, God, would be attuned to you and would respond in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I want to preach for a little while this morning. I'm thankful for what I already felt. I hope everybody still feels the same way they did just a few moments ago for song service. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while this morning on a thought that I've not preached on before. But uh, as I woke up this morning and got going, this Lord just began to go over these verses on the reason for the miracles. The reason for the miracles. Amen. I said there's a reason for the things that are happening in this church. There's a reason that the Holy Ghost is pulling folks. And folks are going to come for one thing, but God's really looking for a whole nother thing. Amen. Thank God for the signs and the wonders and the fantastic miracles that have taken place. But they're all for one thing, and that's that somebody would repent of their sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, and walk away living for God with all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their mind. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, you begin to talk about some of the miracles you saw. Man, I woke up this morning just thinking about a whole bunch of different things. I, I, there was one, uh, we, there was a, a new convert couple. They were just coming to church, and, and they, had been, uh, they had been hitting one another. Uh, both of them, they just beat up on one another, and, and the Holy Ghost changed their life. But, uh, but they, got, they got crossways with one another a little bit into their, into their walk with God. And, man, I, I told my wife we'd went, we was counseling there a little bit with them. And when you walked out, you ever talk to somebody, and you know that when you're talking to them, they're just waiting for you to leave so they can get back to doing what they was doing? Anybody know, it's kind of like when you're preaching and you know you're walking all over where somebody lives and they're just like, just get out of the patch, dude. Just leave me alone because I'm going back to what I want to do. Well, that's what it was. My wife and I, we had been there I don't know, several hours and, 
And we got in the car, and I said, it's not going to be good. I said, we're fixing to get us a phone call. And sure enough, we got to the house. We was exhausted when we, by the time we got there. We get to the house, and the, and, the, and the woman called and said, please pray. He's about to hit me. Well, I didn't know what to say. I had, I had counseled. We'd prayed. I'd done everything. I, I, I just leaned down there at the edge of the bed, and I said, God, I'm exhausted. And there ain't a thing I can do when that man goes to hit her. I said, I know they have the Holy Ghost. I know they love you. They don't want to do wrong. I said, would you just knock that boy flat down? We didn't hear anything else the rest of that night. The next morning, I get ready to go. I'm on my way to work. I called him. I knew he'd be on the way. Same time, I said, man, I said, how you doing? He said, pastor, he said, I got a question. I said, yeah. He said, were you praying for us last night? I said, yeah. He said, pastor, he said, I almost lost my temper. He said, I had, I was raising my fist to hit my wife again. And she was rebuking me in Jesus' name. And, and well, I mean, she's scared to death. Well, that's what you do when you're saved. You know, when, 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 when you've been back, so they was both just, you know, slinging at one another. But now you got one that's trying to at least do right and the other one, he wants to, but he ain't got total control of his temper. But God knows some things. You better thank God for somebody that prays for you. The Bible, and when, when I asked him, I said, what happened? He said, Pastor, he said, I raised my hand back and it was like something just slapped me uh, across the side of the head and knocked me over. Uh, he said, we both started crying uh, and sat in the hallway. Uh, we hugged uh, and talked in tongues. Uh, I'm telling you uh, what God will do. When folks are serious about living for God, when God, when somebody says, God, I'm going to help pray for him. I'm going to reach out for him. God will step in the middle of it when he knows there's folks that's honest about living for God. But the miracle is not to make Joseph Allah better. The miracle was that a couple sat in their hallway, talking in tongues, prayed through, and never, never, never hit one another again. Oh, that's the true miracle. I've seen folks healed of all kinds of things and go right back out in the world. Go right back to, to all the stuff that God was trying to deliver them from. They think the miracle is a, some type of blessing on their lifestyle. But Jesus didn't come to bless you to keep on sinning. He came to show you a sign that would bring you out. That would say if there's that much power in that prayer. If there's that much power in that relationship with God. Then I've got to be saved above everything else oh I, I want to see the purpose for the miracles the purpose for the signs the purpose for the wonders is not to make us comfortable it's not to validate where we are it's to point as a sign keep on going keep on going the Bible talks about signs and wonders we got a lot of folks that stop at the signs, sister Haley it's like being on your way to me going back to Nacogdoches and I see a rest stop. Well, I see the sign. I'm going to pull over. Woo! A rest stop. Well, I get to make myself comfortable for a few moments, but, but I ain't home yet. Don't get too excited about that sign. 
That's only for a momentary rest stop. That's only for a momentary place to grab a little something to eat. I got a long destination I'm headed to. Folks, you can't get all, all hyped up about the rest stop too often. It's I'm stopping here. I'm going to get what I need, but I got a journey I'm on. Amen. Uh, thank God for the miracle. Uh, thank God for the sign. Uh, thank God for the wonder. Uh, but get me to heaven. Uh, I said get me to heaven. Uh, get me out. Take this whole world. Uh, but give me Jesus. That's what he came to do. These signs shall follow the believers. They're going to follow you. Not just the preachers. Well, thank God for two of you to believe that. That wasn't just for the ministry. That's for the people of God. Hey, pastor and I can't be with you all the time. As a matter of fact, we ain't hardly with you at all. Just a couple hours in each church service. God's looking, uh, Brother Andrew, for you to be so full of the Holy Ghost uh, that on your job uh, something ha- takes place uh, and there's a need of a miracle. Uh, you ain't got time uh, to text, oh, hey, church, pray with me. Uh, no, uh, there's enough Holy Ghost uh, on a Holy Ghost-filled young man uh, to stop and say, I got an answer. I got a sign uh, that I can show you But it's not for you to look at me. It's to look at him. The purpose for the sign is to get me to heaven. I got to make heaven. I said, there's folks in here right now. You're not ready to meet Jesus. We could tell you all kinds of stories. You even know some of the Bible stories. You feel the hand of God. And yet you're not ready to make heaven your home. I'm telling you the whole purpose for this church service. The whole purpose for this church service. The whole purpose for the church is to have a vehicle to make heaven my home. Oh, I want to go to heaven. Uh, Jesus is coming again. This world is not my home. Uh, I'm just passing through. Uh, Whatever I got to lay aside. Uh, Whatever I got to do to get away uh, from this world. We live in a world that is infatuated with the signs. I, uh, on Friday, amidst the business of getting home, had a tax appointment. And oh, what a oh, what a feeling that was! Hallelujah! Oh, everybody needs one of those. And uh, and so, but we got to talking, and the accountant, and a Christian lady, apostolic lady, and uh, we got talking about the witness. She said, "Man, she said, brother Savala, there's there's folks that are of other faith persuasions." She said, "And I'm shocked." Uh, Sometimes they'll get to, they'll realize that their giving, their tithing doesn't match uh, what they brought in. And they'll sit there across the desk from me and say, man, I got to make that right with God. I didn't realize I got off. They don't talk in tongues. Some of them are against talking in tongues. Uh, They ain't baptized in Jesus' name. But they got some Bible principles down more uh, than some of us uh, that exercise signs and wonders. Well, praise God. 
I want both. I want the signs and the wonders, and I want my life to reflect a Christian bringing. God, I want to be honorable in all that I say, in all that I do. If folks that ain't got the truth, well, we dance around about I got the truth. I talk in tongues, and folks talk in tongues, and they walk out the door and cuss, and they walk out the door and lie, and they walk out the door and cheat, and they walk out the door and do all kinds of stuff. That's not the sign that God wants. Oh, I'm going to talk in tongues because the Bible says to, but my life is going to match what I'm doing on the outside. The purpose for the signs. There's all kinds of churches. Now there's what we call charismatic churches. Boy, they give people gifts. I heard of one church. They, uh, they knew that the, the guy was a big, he, he brought in a lot of money. So they gave him the gift of exceeding giving. I get, you know, boy, hand out gifts. They got all this super spiritual jazz. You ain't going to find that in the Bible. Ain't nobody gives out gifts. Paul only talked about it one time. God is the gift giver. He gives it to those that ask him, that pursue him, and he gives it according to his will. The Bible says he divided severally as he wills. But we live in a world, well, I talk in tongues, then they want, they get real spiritual. They think they know more than the Bible. Well, there's a difference between, uh, you know, not everybody is going to talk in tongues. That's just the First Corinthians 12 gift. I mean, now I'm just going to say this. God bless everybody that's here. I don't know anybody's background stuff. I'm just going to tell you. Now, if I get in your mailbox and read your mail, mm -hmm. that's illegal, right? right? That's a federal offense. Don't pass go. Don't get $200. Right? Okay. You know there's folks that they want to bypass the book of Acts in filling of the Holy Ghost that came to every believer, and they want to go read the church's mail in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Yeah, they, they, they want to go, they want to go to all the epistles. They want to go find a Roman road that ain't in the book of Acts. They want to go find all kinds of other ways. They're reading the church's mail and the book in, in Ephesians and the Romans and the Philippians uh, uh, and all of those. Uh, they all got the same Holy Ghost water baptism uh, that everybody else did in the book of Acts. You can't hop over one book uh, and go develop a theology uh, over another one just because you think it's better than what God's already put in place. Oh, hallelujah. Well, praise God. Now, say, well, Brother Savala, what about all these folks? They don't believe in Jesus' name baptism. They baptize in Trinity, which is not a valid baptism. I don't care how sincere somebody was. You say, well, you'll be mean. I'm, I'm not being mean. You can be sincere and still be sincerely wrong. You will not find one place in the scripture where someone was baptized in a Trinitarian formula. They was all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 8, Acts 19. That's, that's just the basis. We can, we can try and, and, and follow a Catholic tradition. You go ahead, but my hope's going to be on what the Bible says. That's the purpose for the miracles. Here's what's interesting. A lot of these people that they'll go, and God really does do miracles. He does miracles in a lot of these other places. They're true miracles. Even devils are cast out. 
really happens. They do it on a Bible principle because the Bible said to do it in my name. And they'll do it in Jesus' name. I've heard them even pray in Jesus' name. But they will not baptize in Jesus' name. Now why would you want to pray over your food? Why would you want to cast out a devil? Why would you want to do all kinds of, why would you want to pray for somebody's healing in Jesus' name? But the thing that means the most and is most important of how you're baptized and the name you take on in baptism, why would you want to reject that? When the scripture said in Acts 2 and verse 38 to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 4 and 12 said there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must. We must. It's not an option. Can I tell you again the purpose for the miracles that God is doing through this church is not a validation of me. It's not a validation of this church. It's a validation of who he is. And he's trying to draw all men to him. Oh, Jesus. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. If you're here today, you've never spoken with other tongues. You need to forget all your little religious traditions that you might know about. Isn't it interesting? Some folks that have the most answers and the most obstinate against the Bible themes are folks that's never experienced it. I mean, yeah, if I, if I was a preacher and I had never experienced it, I'd preach against it too. I mean, can you imagine being a preacher and somebody comes up and goes, I spoke with other tongues, and the preacher has to, now the guy, he's, he's leading these people, and he looks down at this person and says, well, the best reason I can come up with that God gave it to you and not to me is because you're better than me. And you're supposed to be the leader of the thing. God doesn't work that way. It's for whosoever will. But you're going to come the same way everybody else comes. Uh, there's been little children that's been praying here in this revival uh, that's received the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Bible said you got to come to him like a little child. Uh, anything that happens, it's my daddy that does it. Uh, it's my great God that does it. The reason uh, why I got the Holy Ghost, uh, the reason why young men and young ladies talk in tongues uh, is because uh, it's pointing back to Jesus. Uh, he saved me. Uh, he's filling me with his spirit. Spirit. And God has that for everybody. Said, so, Well, I feel Jesus, and so therefore it feels since I feel him, I must be saved. Well, that sounds good, but that's not what the scripture says. I felt a lot of things. Well, I felt goosebumps, so I know I'm saved. Well, I've had guns and knives pulled on me. I felt some goosebumps. I, it wasn't saved, I just promise you. I didn't feel saved in any of them circumstances. So, so it, it's not, if you're going to go according to your feelings, you're going to end up in a bad place. Judas felt right betraying Jesus. Demas felt right leaving Paul. There's a lot of feelings, but will you obey the scripture? Will you follow the miracle? The Bible said, when Peter and John was entering into the temple, there was a man who was lame, and he was begging at the gate called Beautiful. That story just cracks me up every time I read it. 
I mean, there's nothing beautiful about a lame person at the gate, but, but the beauty, it just juxtaposition. The gate was beautiful, big brass gate. And the thing was, is when the sun shone on it, 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 it looked like a rainbow. And so it, you could see it. You could see the reflection of it from miles away. So that lame man's there. And the Bible said that when James and John looked down at him, and uh, they said, uh, hey, look on us. And he looked on them expecting to receive something. He said, silver and gold, have I none? And I can almost think in my mind, right, right when he said that, right, right when they said that to him, he went, oh, give me a break. I thought I was going to get something. Silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have. Our problem in our church world today is we could tell them we got silver and gold, but we ain't got what you need. We can't get you out of the crippledness and out of the dilemma you're in, buddy. You're going to have to live with that. But we'll give you a few dimes because we got that. We, we got material things now, but we ain't got what you really need to get you away from that gate. We ain't got what you need to get you into the temple because that's really where you need to be. But see, you can't go in the temple crippled, can you? And so we're just going to make it to where all you get to do is look at everybody go in there. That's how our world is today. But in that generation, uh, they didn't have silver and gold, but they had something a whole lot better. Said, look on us. He looks up and look at what the reason for the miracle was. Arise and he stands up immediately. His feet and his ankle bones receive strength. And he entered, watch this. He entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. But it says that the man held. He held on uh, to that person, uh, those men that brought the source of the miracle. Uh, He wouldn't just say, well, thanks for healing me. Now, that's part of the flip of where we live in our world today. Oh, man, thanks. Yeah, I went to that church. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, I I got my healing. See you. That's how a lot of folks approach miracles. Oh, boy, yeah, I go there. Hey, there's folks that never come to an apostolic church. But they want us to pray for them all the time. Oh, yeah. Pray for us. Why? Because we know God will answer. We know God will touch. But we don't want no apostolic stuff going on in my life. I ain't going to talk in tongues. I'm going to stay over at my non-denominational church. But you pray for me. Because I know God answers your prayer. And so they'll get their miracle and they feel because I got my miracle, I'm okay. No, 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 that's the sign. The correct response is what that man did. Uh, When he got his miracle, uh, he didn't run off to McDonald's. Uh, He didn't go tweet somewhere. Uh, He didn't go off somewhere else uh, and go back to some. He grabbed a hold of the preachers uh, and he said, I'm going to church with you. I've been wanting to come to church uh, for a long time. I've watched people uh, walk in that building uh, and never been able to enter. uh, But I finally get to go in uh, and look at what I can do. I'm not... I didn't take my miracle and go to the ball game. I I didn't take my miracle uh, and go to the dance hall. Well, I I can meddle real fast right now. I'm just going to tell you. We live in a world of sports people, rappers, rockers. I get a kick. I I, I read every once in a while on that stuff. I'm not into sports and rock music and all that. But I get a kick. It's a sad kick. But these, these folks 
God gave me this. I mean, God gave me this gift, and I just enjoy making people laugh. Comedians did the same thing for years. They don't do it anymore because most of them are atheists now. And uh, George Carlin messed all that up. But anyways, all these comedians, and they, they used to, God bless you. God bless what? You just foul. You're just talking about raping. You're just talking about shooting. You're just talking about doing all kinds of stuff. And you're going to say, God bless you? God gave me these talents to make people happy. No, he didn't do it through vulgarity. God gave me these talents uh, to be able to hit a ball uh, and to throw a ball uh, and to bounce a ball. No, God didn't give you those talents. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, I, I just texted this, this verse to somebody early. I just, here, those of you that think that, and, and, and I'm just going to give you the verse here real quick, which is why we preach against going to, to organize sports and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let me just help you out here. Psalm 147.10. He, speaking of God, delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He's against horse racing. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. God ain't impressed with how fast they run. God's not impressed. You really think God is in the middle of something when they're over there praying, God, uh, help our team to win. God don't care about who's winning. God don't care about who's playing. Uh, they're a bunch of carnal folks. Uh, they all need the Holy Ghost. Uh, they all need to be baptized in Jesus' name. They all need, and yet some of us say, well, I got a miracle. What are you doing with the miracle? Uh, running around on a Sunday uh, when you should be in the church house uh, worshiping God. Well, praise God. I know evangelists aren't supposed to talk like that. We're supposed to be real general and vague. The purpose for the miracle is not to enable me to do more of what I want to do. The purpose of the miracle is to enable me to draw closer to Jesus. God... I want you more than anything else in my life. What's sad, it's usually some great tragedy that even causes people to really approach God. And once, and here's the mercy of God. It's, it's both mercy and judgment. The mercy of God is that folks, and God knows the intents of the heart. He knows everybody. He knows folks are going to draw close to him for a moment to get what they need and then leave. I don't surprise God. He knows it. So, well, then why does he do it? Because he's a good God. Don't mistake his goodness for salvation. He's a good God. He causes it to rain on the just and the unjust. It's, it's the reason why bad things happen to good people. I've seen folks that, I mean, they live for God. You know their life's right. And they go through all kinds of crazy stuff. And somebody that ain't even living for God. Matter of fact, David addressed that. He said, my foot almost nigh slipped. Why? Because I saw the wicked and they're prospering. And they're doing, they're, they ain't honest. They don't go to church. They don't do anything. But everything seems to be going them good for them. And yet here's somebody that's living for God. And all kinds of suffering and everything else comes. He said, my foot almost nigh slipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me just. Till I listen to an internet service. My foot almost nice slipped till I got till I got old Billy Graham's book. My foot almost nice slipped. No, 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 nothing. Like My foot almost nice slipped till I went to church. 
I went to church. I went to the house of God. And then I understood therein. God's a good God. God does miracles for the heathen and for the Christian. But the whole purpose of it is to draw us closer to God and to be saved in the end. Don't mistake the blessings of the Lord for a validation of sinful activity. Well, I don't see it that way. Well, good thing about America is everybody has the privilege to be wrong. And I'm not saying that being mean, nor even really trying to be funny. Because this stuff's literal. This is, this is real life and death. There's folks, everybody in this building here today, you didn't come here just because you ain't got something else to do. Not one person here has done that. Now, there might be some children that came because mom or dad said, you're coming whether you like it or not. It may be a different story. But every adult in here, there was no husband, no wife made anybody here come. There's young people here. But nobody, you're old enough now, you could do what you pretty much wanted to do. You're here because you wanted to be here. I want to be saved. I want to know why God's doing these things for me. I'll tell you why. It's for you to be saved. Each signpost. Let me tell you. So well, He didn't do it for me, but why does he do it for somebody else? That ought to be a signpost for you too. If he could do it for them, he's going to do it one day for me. It may not have happened just yet for me, but God, I'm going to keep on holding on until it comes to pass. Say, well, what if you die and it don't come to pass? That's okay. I'll go to my deathbed believing that he can. I'd rather go there believing he can uh, than he can't. Watch this. Uh, there was a, a pastor and his wife, and, and they, they labored for the Lord for many years. Kids backslid. We were preaching the revival here in 2017 or 16. Both parents passed on, went to, went to their graves believing God was going to bring their son back to the house of God. No hope. They died. Son's backslid. Married a lady not in church. We were preaching the revival. His sister goes to that church. They came in. Sat on this side. Holy Ghost starts moving on them. The prayers of parents long gone. They went, they went to their deathbed, believing God. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, but I'm believing that you're going to do it. I'm believing you're going to do it. And they faded off the scene, and it's 20-something years now later. And I'm over there preaching it. And I'm a nobody. I'm just preaching the same word that mom and dad preached for years and years. And it didn't do anything to that son then. But oh, it had deposited some things. And now, all of a sudden, a son comes running to this side. And the wife goes to that side. And in the same service, a woman that's never had the Holy Ghost receives it. And walk over here. And a backslid son begins to pray through the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues in church today. Why? Because somewhere back there, somebody grabbed a hold of the reason for the miracle. 
God, you filled me and my wife uh, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you filled us uh, with your baptism in water. Uh, God, you're going to do it to my children one day. Uh, it may not be today, uh, but it's going to come. Oh, hallelujah. They're in church today. I said they're in church today. Why? Because somebody got a hold of the reason for the miracle. It's about being saved. Thank God for healings. Thank God for all of those things. And I'm a testament to it. I shouldn't even be walking. I should be in a wheelchair. They told my mom when I was born, my legs was, was bowed like this. Had to wear braces. My dad thought I looked stupid in braces. Wouldn't let me wear them after about a year or so years old. Had problems with my legs. They said that boy will be in a wheelchair. By the time he's 11 years old, he'll never walk or run. Well, I'm doing pretty good with both of them right now. Who did it? Jesus. I can't take you to the service. I don't know how it happened, but I had a praying mama. And through all of that time, she'd take me over and they'd pray for me. And then, oh, oh, you could just see a little bit of, of a little warped on, my, on the bones there. But you can't see, you wouldn't really notice. It's what God can do. The purpose for the miracle. But let me tell you something. You know what? That came to me while I was out of church as a young man. Oh, every once in a while, and when I'd wear my, my shorts and my, my tank top, because I used to have a, I used to look good. Now, now twice, man, I used to be, but anyways, and so, and so that's what they do in the world. That's why they wear shorts. It ain't because it's hot. That's so dumb. Well, I, I wear those clothes because it's hot. Go look at folks living in the desert. Ain't none of them walking around in tank top and shorts. No, because they know you're going to get burned up like a crispy critter, dude. Keep your clothes on. But you know why we do it? Because everybody wants to show off what they think they have. Well, that's just there's a whole lot of folks ought to dress for the body they got, not the one they wish they had. Amen. And so, so when, I, but, but when I was wearing that stuff, every once in a while, I'd look... And I realized God healed you, Savala. You're over here. Look how strong I am as a young man. I ain't doing that today. But then the purpose for the miracle wasn't for you to show how strong you are. I healed you, boy, so you'd be a walking testimony for me. I did these things for you that you would show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. What miracles has God done for you, brother, sister? That we would try to hide or not talk about that much when they should be the very things I'm bragging on God the most about. The reason for your strength, the reason for your health, the reason for you to be able to speak and talk and move is to be able to glorify God. Despite your handicap if you have one. 
despite the problems. If you, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed the longer I live. Some folks, the more body ailments they have, some of them, the more you'll see them worshiping God, reaching for God. And you'll look around at others who have had other miracles in their life. Ain't reaching. Ain't lifting. The reason for the miracles is because I've been saved. That's where it's leading me to. It's not for me to stop and say, boy, look what God's done. Well, I remember way back then, oh, yeah, yeah, that God can do that. We got a problem. We need money. We'll pray God will give us some money. We need this. But the real reason for the miracle is that you draw closer to him and serve him with every ounce that you have left. From the youngest in this building to the old of us. Young folks, pride of life. I still like to play basketball. Why was that funny? My mind knows what I want to do. My body laughs at it. Here's what you're going to do to the body. Uh-uh, you ain't doing that no more. But to the young, oh, man, I... <laughs> It's like me and a pastor friend of mine, we, we walked onto the court. We was going to go shoot some hoops with some young men. And, and we saw it when we, when we went to go, hey, you guys want to shoot? And both of them looked us up and down. <laughs> now nah, we're good. We walked back over. We took our ball, went back to the other side of the court. I looked at him. You know what just happened? He said, uh-huh. He said, that's the looks we gave 40 years old when they come. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen to y'all you live long enough oh yeah it's coming you ain't going to be able to move like you used to And there's some things but the purpose the greatest miracle that you'll ever have that's why the Bible said serve the Lord in your youth grab a hold of this miracle uh, when you're young uh, grab a hold of the miracle uh, when I got my energy uh, and I can worship uh, and I can praise uh, and I can love God. Uh, yeah, you're going to have some failures. Uh, yeah, you're going to mess up. Uh, but oh, uh, I've got a miracle now uh, for 30 years. Uh, and God's kept me as a young man. Uh, now I'm an older man. Uh, look what God has done. The purpose. The purpose for these miracles of deliverance. This power is to get me closer to Jesus. It's to be saved. There is a drawing here today upon every one of us. There's folks here in various stages of your walk with God. Do you want all that God has for you? Oh, I'm comfortable. And once you become comfortable with your walk with God, that's a dangerous place to be. It's been, I don't know how many years now, 25, I've been raised around Pentecost, in and out of church when I was a young man, and God's good to me. It's been 27 years now. 
and went back out. But I've never let myself become comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable. God, help me to keep pushing. Help me to keep reaching. Because, God, if I ever get comfortable, I'll become like Laodicea. I'll become like a Samson that was so used to the miraculous that he never even noticed when the anointing left him. And thought, I'll just shake myself again. And all of a sudden, the miracle that he was always used to is gone. I don't want that. I'm going to strive to make my calling and election sure. God, don't ever let me forget the reason for the miracle. It's not about Joseph Allah. It's not about the church. It's about you and to draw closer to you because you're coming again. Above all else, I must be saved. The song says, no matter what you have to do to me, don't let me be lost for eternity. For above all else, I must be saved. The reason for the miracles. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up to heaven. And they sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Confirming the word with signs following. That's what's been happening that's what's going to continue to happen long after I'm gone. As a church body, this church has gotten a hold of some things, revived some things. We ain't letting them go. To our guests and folks that are here, we just want you to be a part of it. I said we just want you to be a part of it. Join with us. God, we're thankful for the signs and we want more of them. We're thankful for the miracles and we want more of them. But the whole reason for this is to preach everywhere. The signs following. To do what? God, to make heaven our home. To make heaven our home. Would you stand with me right now? And all across the building, please, no going in or out just yet. Would you just lift your hands, everybody that would? Above all else. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. God, the reason... The reason you're doing these things, God, is to draw all men unto you. God, to draw us closer to you. My, 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 come on. Come on. I wonder if there's anybody here today. Matter of fact, I just want to open it for everybody. Guests, saints, everybody. Would everybody that would just come here down to the front right now? Come on. Come on. Nobody made us come. We're all here together. Come on, everybody that would. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody that would. What a mighty God we serve today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, let's reach for the Holy Ghost right now. Everybody that would, would you just lift your hands to the Lord? Come on. Above all else, I must be saved. Thank you, young men, for coming. Oh, come on, we're not wasting our time. Come on. Come on, I love you, Jesus. Come on, upon every family that's here right now. Come, the reason for the miracles. 
God, is that we would be saved, Jesus. Thank you for everything you've done in our hearts, in our lives. Oh, that's right. Come on, where it's appropriate, go ahead and pray with somebody. Oh, the Holy Ghost is helping us right now. Come on, reach it out for the Lord. Reach it out for the Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, young men. Oh, you're responding to God. That's right. Come on, you're responding to the Lord. God, I don't even know how to pray. I don't know exactly what to say. But God, I feel you moving in my heart. God, I feel a touch, oh Lord Jesus. God, we love you, Lord
Lord, we love you, Jesus. Come on. Uh, come on, that's right. This is the reason for the miracles. This is the reason for the miracles. Oh, it's the reason. It's the reason right here. Oh, Holy Ghost, let there be restoration. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Oh, Holy Ghost, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, I magnify you, Jesus. Oh, God, I want to be saved. Oh, God, I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for you, Jesus. Oh, there's nobody like you, Jesus.
Lord, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Oh, that's right. Come on, everybody that would, let's love the Lord together. Come on, come on. He's still doing some wonderful things right now. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love the Lord. Come on, there's an atmosphere here right now, the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. These signs shall follow those that believe. I said they'll follow those that believe. In my name, they're going to speak with new tongues. They're going to be healed. Oh, we love you, Jesus. 
I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get a song. Some good song. Something good. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's got the power. Come on, let's lift our hands all across the building.